Hello and welcome to the Art Engager podcast with me, Claire Baum. I'm here to share techniques and tools to help you engage with your audience and bring art, objects and ideas to life. So let's dive into this week's show. Hello and welcome back to the Art Engager podcast. I'm your host, Claire Bowne of Thinking Museum, and this is episode 117. Today, I'm talking to researcher and practice assistant Leonie Delay about how museums engage with young people, particularly through youth boards or youth programs. But before that, last time I was talking to Kate Oliver about recognising and tackling burnout and exhaustion in museum education. Do listen to episode 116 when you get a moment. And now that the Art Engager has over 100 episodes, this podcast is a great resource. You can take your pick from the huge back catalogue of different episodes and use them to brush up on your skills, be inspired and learn new techniques. So if you want to support this show and keep it going from strength to strength, please treat me to a cup of tea on buymeacoffee.com forward slash Claire Bown. I'll also put a link in the show notes. And finally, if you have a question for the show or want to suggest a guest or a topic, feel free to get in touch. I'd love to hear from you. Okay, now let's get on with today's show. Before I share our conversation, let me introduce my guest. Leonie comes from a rich background in socio-cultural studies and cultural management. Leonie serves as a practice assistant for the Master in Cultural Management program at the University of Antwerp. Additionally, she is coordinating a pioneering leadership program designed exclusively for budding cultural leaders at the prestigious Antwerp Management School. Leonie believes that culture is transformative and has the potential to tackle issues in society. Drawing on her own multicultural background, Leonie is committed to championing diversity and inclusion in museums. This year, Leonie successfully completed her master's thesis, centering around the theme of youth engagement in museums. In today's conversation, we delve into the challenges museums face in effectively engaging and connecting with younger audiences. We explore some existing initiatives with young people, such as FOMU's Nightwatch Youth Programme, and discuss how these programmes aim to involve and empower young individuals. We talk about her research and the nine building blocks she's identified to help museums set up and work with youth advisory boards. These blocks provide a comprehensive guide for museums to reflect on their strategies, address challenges and enhance the effectiveness of their youth engagement activities. We talk about the impact of Leonie's research and how it serves as a tool for museums to reflect on their strategies and to make informed decisions regarding youth engagement. 
Leonie's research not only uncovers the challenges museums face in connecting with young people, but also offers practical solutions through the nine building blocks. However, young people are the future of museum visitation, and involving them isn't just a choice, it's a necessity. So as you listen today, think about how you might get young people more actively involved with the organisations you work with. It was fascinating talking to Leonie about her research, and I hope you enjoy our conversation too. Hi, Leonie. Welcome to The Art Engager. Hey, Claire. So delighted you're here. Uh, could you explain to our listeners who you are and what you do? Yeah. Uh, so I'm Leonie. I live in Antwerp. At the moment, I'm an assistant at the University of Antwerp for um, everything that has to do with management in the cultural scene. And a part of that, I also do a project about leadership, where I engage with a lot of leaders and try to help them with their management skills. So I'm really passionate about the cultural scene and management. So that's a little bit of what I do. Fascinated to hear about your work. And I invited you onto this podcast because I heard about the research that you did for your thesis, for your master's thesis. And I thought it would be a wonderful subject to discuss on uh, the podcast. So perhaps you could explain to our listeners a little bit about your research, why you started it, and what it's about. So my research is about the museum scene and how they try to engage youngsters, and especially how they try to have a youngsters group or a youngster organization. Because a lot of museums have actually problems with engaging younger people. And we see it also that the audience, they're often older people and they find it really hard to make a program that is more suitable for youngsters. We saw that a lot of museums are trying to have a youngster board, a youngster group to engage with the youngsters, but we see that it's really difficult for a museum because they don't have the knowledge of how to engage with young people. And that's why I started my research to really look at what model or what system can we create and what is important for the museum itself also to engage with those young people, but also what do the youngsters need so that you have actually the both stakeholders, we would call it, and what their needs are. Uh, interesting. So it's from both sides of the equation as well, what the museums will need, but what the youngsters, what the youths will need as well. What sort of problems do museums have with youth initiatives or youth programs? I think it's often that they don't really understand the needs of the youngsters, because a lot of youngsters in research, you can see it, that they say often, we don't think that the museum is a place that is made for us. So it's like they they don't feel connected to the space, so they will not go there often. And they have often the feeling if they are there, that they don't understand um, the topics or the program. So they feel really disconnected. So we see actually that young people, if they are uh, under 16, they go with schools, they go with their family, so they are engaged. And then at 16 till uh, 26, 
they are really disconnected often from museums. And after 26, it depends, of course, if, if they, they have an interest in art or not, then they go back. But we really want to stimulate museums to be a place for everyone. And I think if, if you want to be a place for everyone in society, then it's also important to look at your audiences that, that are not coming. And, and youngsters are a big part of that group, actually. Yeah, so we're talking about an age group between 16 and 26 or 18 and 26, depends on how the museum might define that age group. I know you started from a request from FOMU, which is the photography museum in Antwerp. Can you tell us a little bit about how you got started with the research and FOMU's Nightwatch Youth Programme? The FOMI Nightwatch Youth Program is actually a program that already tries to give an answer on, on that topic. So they engage five youngsters and the youngsters create a program for other youngsters. It's like a snowball effect. But we see that it's really important that not only the youngsters that like Nightwatch that come into the museum and they make programs for other youngsters. You want to also have the curators, the programmers, that everybody has the same mindset. So in Nightwatch, they also created a buddy system. And that's actually when you have a youngster that is linked to an, a, a museum worker. Um, and in that way, the museum could create a system where the youngsters could also reflect on how the typical normal program is and how they can make small changes to make it accessible or more interesting for youngsters. That's a little bit what Nightwatch did and they asked me to look at also in other countries to see the pitfalls and the benefits of those programs because every museum is experimenting. Not everyone but a lot of them did an experiment already and then stopped or are still experimenting with a young audience. But there is no structure, there is no model. There's a lot of knowledge and experiment, but there is no way to engage with each other and to share the knowledge. Yeah, so FOMU asked you to evaluate their own program and then that led to you looking into youth programs in other museums around the world, I believe. So yeah. what kind of museums did you research into and what questions did you ask them? Yeah, so I did research in different museums. Most of them were in Europe, so I did in the Netherlands. Then I did also in Serbia, in Belgium, and in Finland. I just I did an interview with teen museums, and I always ask them, okay, do you already have something for youngsters? Do you have already a program? Are you really already engaging them inside of your management structure more. Why do you think it's important? Why do you think it's not important? What do you need? What are the questions or what are the choices you need to make in the museum to create it? And so that's what the questions I always ask. And the responses, of course, were different. But I think the most important thing that I saw was that a lot of museums there are some people in the museum that are really interested in working with the youngsters, but you also have a group in the museum that is not interested or don't see the benefit of it. So it's really a conflict. It was a conflict in every museum that I asked that it was really a discussion always to create a youngster board because 
I think it's not easy and that sometimes museums don't feel that they need to do it. So you see that it's always a discussion uh, inside of museum world about how to engage and if they should engage young. What came out of the research then when you've, you've listened, you've spoken to all these 14 museums, you've asked them all the questions, what sorts of patterns came out of the research? So there was no structure actually about how to create a huge group and what are the important questions to ask yourself uh, to create a huge group or a huge board. Um, with all the interviews, I, at first I wanted to create a perfect model, like the model that every museum can use. And then of course, when I did the research and had the interviews with the different museums, I saw, okay, every museum has a different uh, context. They are working with also a different discipline often. So we see that art disciplines are actually more easy for youngsters to go to because it's more abstract, it's more uh, fan fantasy driven. So it's more easy sometimes to connect with than a more historical museum. So what I really found in the research is that I should create a model with more questions where museums can reflect on it than to say this is the perfect model. Yeah. And I find that really interesting. So you came up with nine building blocks that museums can use to help them set up, design and run and manage a youth program, a youth initiative in their museum. So can you talk us a little bit through the nine building blocks? Maybe explain a little about each. I know there's nine of them, but yeah, just yeah. maybe give us an introduction to the nine different blocks. Yeah, so the nine different blocks are based on the interviews, of course, and on the choices that the museum needs to make. So the first block is resources. So how much resources do the youngsters get to engage? because that's really uh, important to think about it, of course. Then leadership, internal, external leadership, activities, the target group, what are youngsters, what diversity, all those questions. Then the form of participation, is it more a hostage project? Is it more a collaboration? Then the objectives, are they already there? Is there a framework? How do, does that work? The sustainability, how do we see it in the long run? The professionality, what are they by engaging in the YouTube? And what is the relationship between the museum and the youngsters? How can we define them? So that are the nine building blocks that I saw in all the interviews that a museum can implement in their own structure. And can you talk us through perhaps a couple of those building blocks in a bit more detail? Yeah, so the resources, that's um, a really important one because it will define who of the youngsters will be engaged in the museum. And of course, the museum would like to have youngsters that would normally not go to the museum. So we saw that actually museums who are paying or giving a fee to the youngsters, they have much more social economical diversity so it's interesting if you are not paying you will see you will get more students who are already also in arts or already going to a museum every month so actually you're not really getting the target group that you're looking for so this, this is a really important one because we really saw that it makes a big difference if you ask young to voluntarily be active in the museum because it's not that easy for young people 
people to be a volunteer, that's already a privilege. So that's something a museum should really be aware about who they want to have as a group in the youngster boards. Yeah, absolutely. So thinking about uh, resources, whether they're going to pay their uh, youth board or not, how they're going to interact with them and what, what, what people they want to attract to the youth program are really important. What about uh, leadership? Leadership is more about, okay, if you start a youth program, are you as a museum the leader? Or do you want to work with the other organization? And do they take the leadership? And we saw some museums have internal leadership, that somebody inside of the museum takes it uh, as an extra role to to, uh, coordinate the youth groups. And some museums did it external, so they worked together with a school or or other youth uh, organizations that they bring inside of the museum. And so there it's important to say, okay, if it's internal, then the youngsters they are really connected with the museum. They are connected with the staff. They really feel engaged with the whole museum. And they will also in the long run feel engaged with the museum. So also if they get older, they really are connected with the identity of the museum. But with an external, if the program staff or the partner that they were working with decided to stop, that the youngsters didn't feel that attached to the museum. It was more infrastructure. It was more place where they could do the program, but they felt more uh, attached to the identity of the external partner. So, so it's a choice you need to make because, of course, if it's internal leader, it's more work for your organization, but it maybe it's a more beneficial. Yeah. Yeah. So there's always a there's a trade off, obviously, between yeah. uh, the different choices, but the choices need to be made. And perhaps the implications of those choices are not always clear to museums when they're setting up these programs. And what mm-hmm. about activities? So I'm interested in different types of activities that youth programs or youth boards are involved in museums what sorts of things did you find and what did you put in the building blocks mm-hmm. yeah so we saw a lot of uh, youth programs that would programming themselves doing talks um, making exhibitions themselves so it could be almost everything but in the building blocks i really try to say how the museum as a management structure should be the activity. So in the prescribed, the museum actually says to the youngsters, okay, you're going to do this. You will make exhibitions. These are your artists. We want 300 uh, visitors. So they are really prescribed already. Then the framework is more that they get like a budget, they get a space, but they can really coordinate it more themselves still. And then free to decide it's museum to say, okay, just do whatever you want and we will listen and try to create it. So those groups actually often stop. It just didn't work at all. And then if it was too prescribed, then they don't feel a sense of ownership anymore. So they were also not really engaged in that way. It felt more like work if they were paid or just the free thing they had to do, but they didn't, didn't know why exactly they were doing it. So the best thing to do is to more create a framework. But of course, because then you need to give some flexibility as an institution. So finding that middle way that is not too rigid or not too flexible and that there's mm-hmm. you know something that people can work within a framework, as you say. I was asked 
a number of years ago to do some research myself in this area for a museum and to find out for them what things they needed to know to start their own youth program. And I started doing the research and there was so much to take into consideration. So the fact that you've distilled it into these nine handy building blocks, I think is really useful for museums. So they can have a tool that they can use and they can go to, to think about all the questions that they perhaps need to consider in advance. What are your plans for the research in the future? Yeah, I would like, of course, that more museums connected with the tool. And also I would like to fine-tune it maybe a little bit more in the future but I think it's already a really good model because for me personally I was also a youngster of a museum group when I was younger and I know the benefits for the youngster and for the museum and it's a win for both so I thought it's so amazing to promote it more in the museum. Brilliant. And we'll share it as far and wide as we can through this podcast. So perhaps you could tell us a little bit more about how we could find out more about the research and a little bit more about you. So uh, you can find the research in LinkedIn. You can always reach out to me if you have some questions about it. I'm really happy to engage about this topic. That would be nice. Yeah. Wonderful. And we'll put links to your LinkedIn profile in the show notes so people can find them there thank you so much for coming on the podcast and talking about your research it's so helpful it's so practical it's great to have tools out there that we can use to get more of these initiatives in museums so thank you thank you so much for having me so a huge thank you to Leonie for being on the podcast today. I hope you enjoyed our chat. Go to the show notes to find out more about Leonie's research, to find out more about Leonie's research and to connect with her on LinkedIn. And if you're interested in participating in some gentle and restful slow looking, come and join us in the Slow Looking Club. We have monthly themes and regular get togethers all based around the idea of slowing down and noticing more. I'll put a link in the show notes. That's it for this episode. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Art Engager podcast with me, Claire Baum. You can find more art engagement resources by visiting my website, thinkingmuseum.com. And you can also find me on Instagram, at Thinking Museum, where I regularly share tips and tools on how to bring art to life and engage your audience. If you've enjoyed this episode, please share with others and subscribe to the show on your podcast player of choice. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next time.